Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right. Welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk about the unexpected, the things you didn't prepare for. Now, you're like, well, how can I prepare for the things that I didn't prepare for? Well, that's what we're going to get into today. I know it's kind of an unusual idea, but you know, things happen. You can't cover everything. You know, there's... You can be so ready, but you're always going to come across things that, you know, catch you off guard. Um, I, I don't know. I've had a lot of things in the last, you know, probably four or five weeks that have just been, you know, thing after another after another. And like we set out, you know, you keep extra money in the bank. You're like, I'm good. You know, I have an extra couple grand that I can go into and I, I know in my own life, I have my own, my wife has the car, I have a car, and I don't even use mine for work, I drive a work van, so no issue. Um, and then my car breaks, I try and get right on it, you know, whatever. And so like when my car broke, I call my mechanic and I'm like, all right, I want to do this. Oh, you know what, I'm busy for like four weeks, can you wait? So... All right, you know, I don't think anything's going to happen. And then things do. But how about this? So I buy a half a cow, an entire freezer worth of meat. 
So we're talking about $1,400. $1,400. I have a big freezer, so that's me prepping. I'm planning. I have meat for a year. That will feed my family for one year. Plus, you know what? I go to the grocery store. The meat's red. It looks nice on the outside. I get home that night, try and make burgers, and it's like gray inside. I'm like, really? I just paid $4.99 for gray meat? You know, that's not cool. So I was all excited. I buy my half a cow. Sure enough, a week ago, I get up, come out, walk into the kitchen, look over, and I just see a big pile of blood on the floor. And I'm like, oh, yeah, 1500 bucks worth of meat. Gone. And it's stuff like that. You can't plan for that. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, now, now that I'm prepared, I have a alarm in my freezer that uh, I had to buy off Amazon for like 30 bucks. And, you know, now I'm not going to get stuck again. But, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, logic, when I bought the freezer, I sought out one with a temperature alarm. But it turns out you can only get those with circuit boards. And the circuit board ones are horrible and last about two years. So I went without one. I didn't know you could buy a separate freezer alarm off Amazon. But you can bet after I had blood all over the floor... Now you know. Now I know. And, you know, like G.I. Joe, knowing's half the battle. Well, that's it. But the point is, I mean, yeah, it'd be cool if I had bought a freezer alarm, but how much money do we really have that we can just buy every little thing on the whim? You know, like uh, I, I have customers, you know, their water heater will break and flood their basement. And it had been dripping for a while and they just never knew or never saw it or never cared or noticed. But the thing is, they sell those alarms you can put on the floor where when there's water, it goes off and you hear it. Or even better, you can have something like Simply Safe or something. I think they have ones that, you know, actually monitor and give you a phone call or whatever when it happens. But again, how far can we spread our money? You know, it can only go so many places. You can only be redundant so much. So what I wanted to talk about today is kind of mindset kind of what do you do when the unexpected happens what do you do when you get caught off guard and how do you approach it because you know i mean i didn't kick my freezer door and say oh you know damn it screw this this isn't right you know nothing like that because you know what there's nothing i can change there's nothing that i can do about it there's nothing that the rage or me having a stroke is going to make better you know what a better example when I was a kid, I think somebody came into the room and hooked their foot on a, uh, a wire out of my guitar amp and pulled it over. And it came crashing down and smashed on top of my, you know, $1,000 guitar. And I was like, oh, my God, what the hell? And I picked up a uh, distortion pedal, you know, the little metal boxes that they have for effects. And I chuck it at them. And I ended up putting a dent in the freaking guitar when it bounced and flipped up <laughs> into it. There was no mark from everything falling on it. But in my fit of rage, you know, and, and that's, I mean, you know, I'm talking about when I'm 14 or 13 or whatever. I don't know. But 
you know, that's it. The rage You're, is strong. The at rage that age. can overtake. <laughs> the rage is strong at that age. But I mean, that's the thing. It can overtake you, and no good's going to come out of it. But, you know, I, I always kind of think back. Um, there's that, the movie The Crow, right? That was big when I, I was a kid that came out. And uh, so maybe I'm dating myself. I don't know. But uh, he, he's just having the shit life. His wife, you know dies he dies i don't know it, it yeah, all ends the bad. Thing. it just ends bad the wife gets killed he gets it's just bad so the guys are all coming after him he's trying to re- avenge his wife's death or whatever and he goes after these people and there's this guy and he's throwing knives at him and you know he he guy keeps missing or he's knocking him away and he's like try harder try harder and I just always think that, you know, when my life turns to shit, I'm like, you know what? You try and fuck me up, but try harder. It's going to take more to bring me down, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of it. And maybe that's the wrong attitude. Maybe that's why my life's been so freaking hard. <laughs> maybe I should stop saying try harder and trying to challenge fate. I'm not sure on that one. I'll get back to you. I just know it has been a long uphill road. But you know what? It doesn't destroy me. You know, I just keep going on and whatever. It is what it is and we keep fighting. But as a prepper, I'm wondering what kind of things can we do to help prepare for the things that, you know, we didn't plan for. Yeah, I think Donald Rumsfeld. Remember him? I do remember Secretary of Defense under Bush and... I gotta uh, say... I love that guy's press conferences. He just was awesome the way he manipulated the media yeah. all the time. He just said nothing. And he was awesome. He would talk it. and talk and nothing. He would, wouldn't say anything. I think he was actually a communist. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Rumsfeld? Yeah. But well, he was Secretary of Defense under uh, Nixon and Bush, right? Yeah, definitely under W. And, and under W. Mm-hmm. And he was freaking awesome. Yeah, he was, uh, he had that, that saying that always drove me crazy. He said, we have known knowns, we have known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. Exactly. So you know what you don't know some of, some of the time, but some of the time you just don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you're that's missing. that's the worst kind. That's the worst kind of unknown. So, I mean, what do you do to prepare for something that you completely forgot about or you know that there's going to be something, something he missed. And, you know, really all, it all comes down to uh, mental preparedness, you know? Sounds right. So if you want to talk a little bit about that, touch base on um, getting in the right mindset. I do. Um, so the right mindset begins with situational awareness, right? Um, You want to you wanna start being able to spot problems before they become problems. All right. Um, a lot of it deal, goes with uh, dealing with your instincts. You know, following, uh, if you got a bad feeling about a situation or a person, make some space. That sounds right. You know, it might be funny to uh, talk to the crazy guy walking up down down the sidewalk, but it usually doesn't end well. Just cross the street, man. Keep going. It doesn't have to be a problem. Um, So how do you build your situational awareness? Well, it's a 
it's not easy to do. It definitely comes with practice, though. It okay. comes with, um, you know, finding yourself in bad situations and, and thinking about it later on, thinking about what you could have done different or how you could have uh, been a little bit more prepared for uh, something that you should have seen coming. So you want to start being a little bit more observant about your surroundings. Um, you know, whenever I go into a gas station or, you know, a restaurant or a place, I kind of count the people that are in there, you know, just give them a, a good once over and see, you know, what kind of person they might be or might not be. Obviously, uh, don't judge a book by its cover, but, you know, judge a book by its cover. Give yourself a little bit of a, uh, you know, a little bit of advance warning if you see somebody that might be an issue. Um, and, uh, you're going to want to make note, you're going to pay attention to things that are unusual, things that stand out. You know, you don't have to do anything about it, but if you see something off, you know, keep that in mind. If you see the person in front of you has a gun in their, uh, you know, inside their coat, it's probably fine, but make note of it, you know? Watch for tattoos, man. That's a, that's a good, um, well, that's a good, uh, description. If somebody's got a, uh, you know a teardrop tattoo on their face, any kind of face tattoo, you could probably just uh, <laughs> categorize them in one way. Neck tattoo is the next next stage down, but... I even get concerned about facial piercings, mm-hmm. so... Yeah. And, uh, you know, what do, the, what do the tattoos say? You know, what's the message they're trying to show with the, with the tattoo, you know? All right. Um, now, second one would be, you know, when you go into a place... That uh, is not, you know, necessarily your normal hangout, not your basement, your living room, you know, you're out in public, in a restaurant, wherever you might be. Consider the options, you know, think about where the exits are. Think about the, um, the, the most likely chance of an issue coming up, what, what it would be. And then, uh, you know, you're also going to want to, um, along with that practicing your awareness... Also involves, you know, taking action, you know, uh, removing yourself from a situation that you have a bad feeling about. And, uh, you know, last but not least is uh, always keep moving. Keep your head moving. Keep your eyes moving. And uh, if something doesn't look right, keep your ass moving. Um, I like keeping moving. All right. So uh, sharpen your senses. All right. Now let's uh, think about think about you know they they say there's five senses uh, smell I'm not gonna go through the whole thing no. you know you know what they're supposed to be but there's a lot Touch, more than smell, that sight, there's a, yeah something. okay smell taste Sound. hearing yeah right. there's a lot more to that you know there's a sense of time sense of balance all those senses kind of uh, paint a bit a pretty broad picture okay and there's a lot of input coming into your in your mind all the time. You need to, you know, just spend a little bit of time focusing that, you know, focusing on uh, where you're, where you're headed, you know, what's around you, what's going on around you, you know, heated argument in the uh, corner of a room might uh, turn bad fast. Um, One of the things you want to do is, uh, if you're going to work on sharpening your senses, is you want to eliminate distractions. Um, don't, you know, your cell phone, paying attention to your cell phone, listening to, uh, the radio blasting, you know, that sort of stuff. Uh, check your surroundings, look around. Like I said, you know, I, I usually count the people that are in the place that I'm at and just kind of 
make a make a quick uh, mental note of each person, and and watch people, watch how they behave and interact with each other, um, and uh, that's it on that. Now, it's important that you avoid automatic behavior. Um, you ever been driving down the street? You know exactly where you're going. You know your daily commute to work or home. And you get thinking about something, next thing you know, you look up and you realize you don't know if you ran a red light or uh, drove past a stop sign. You don't remember anything that you did in the past 10 minutes because your mind's been somewhere else. I have been down that road. Mm-hmm. Automatic behavior is uh, can be a killer, not just in... Uh, in the fact that you ran a red light. Right, yeah. <laughs> maybe didn't. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's the, that's the main thing. Um, you know, and that can be hard because you don't necessarily under- realize you're doing it until after you're done. Right. Um... Now, another thing uh, I'd like to keep in mind is keeping yourself in the loop. Keeping yourself okay, tell in... Tell me about that. Keeping yourself in the... Uh, keeping yourself aware of the things that are supposed to be happening. You know? Uh, your neighbor's going on vacation. Did You haven't seen their car for three days. You know? Have they... You know, do you know that they were supposed to be on vacation? Is their mail stacking up? You know, you don't know what's going on. You might want to go and knock on the door. They might be dead inside. You you thought they were just in Bermuda, and turns out they've been de- decomposing in their living room for uh, two weeks, and their cats ate their eyes. And then the smell's going afoul, and you're uh-huh. like, wait, and that's not late. Bermuda. That's not the smell of the seashore. Mm-hmm. No? Sounds right. All right, now, uh, so with that sort of uh, mindset, staying in the loop, um, you want to observe... You know, be constantly observing your your neighborhood, your own house. Um, I had a neighbor a couple of years ago told me that uh, somebody pulled into my driveway, blonde woman got out, walked around to the back of my house, and about 20 minutes later walked back out and got in her car and left. I never found out who the hell that was. I don't even, I didn't even know any blonde women at the time. No, no blonde women. No idea who that was. Um... Now, when you get your get yourself in a situation, you're observing. You want to orient yourself. Um, basically, what I mean by that is, um, as new information is is being presented, then you have to react to that new information as quickly as possible, and then make a decision based on that information. Now, changing situations don't leave a whole lot of time for uh, decision making. Okay. So, in a situation like that. It's better to act too fast than too slow. And, uh, you know, finally, I want to talk about adapting and overcome, overcoming. I like that. Now, when I was in, in the CBs, they always used to say, uh, the difficult, we can get done immediately. The impossible just takes a little bit longer. All right. Now, uh, you know, you come across bad situations all the time. You know, a lot of people... A lot of people get into a lot of problems, just uh, just basic, simple situations. Um, I know a friend of mine was telling me that he came was coming up off of a uh, onto an on ramp onto a highway. Okay. And uh, there's a jeep in front of him turned over, and there's a guy in the jeep. He pulled over, was asking the guy, you know, if he was all right, and he said the guy obviously had a head wound, you know, looked like he had come up on the ramp too fast and rolled his jeep over. Jeeps do roll over. And he was talking about, uh, I forget the name, but it was a girl's name. And he said there was a, you know, how is how is she? 
how is she? And he said there was a dog there, but he wasn't sure if he was talking about the dog or another person that was in the vehicle. Right. So another guy uh, pulled up alongside, and uh, he said, I'll go, I'll go run and you know, look around real quick. And he ran and uh, jumped over a guardrail, and uh, you know, it was the middle of the night, jumped over a guardrail to go look along the side of the road, and it was an 80-foot drop on the other side of the guardrail. And his wife was just sitting in the car waiting for him to come back, you know, as soon as he is done. But, you know, it's really one of those things about, you know, you get excited, yeah. you get, you know, wound up, you know, want to wanna help out, run and do this. But, you know, there's already been one disaster. You don't need to make it, you know, the second one. You don't want to be the second casualty. You know your surroundings, yeah. right? You want to you wanna be very observant. That adrenaline can be, you know, can be a, a lifesaver, but it can also, you know, can also give you tunnel vision. That, I kind of, I always wonder, I'm torn if I hurt or I help my, my instincts. I always kind of pause for just a second yeah. with everything. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I remember one of the instances, my, my sister was over and, and her kid fell down the stairs. And I pause for just one second and think about, all right, what's going on? What do I do before I jump up and run? Right. And I always go, but also there can be a gunshot. There can be, and I kind of just mm-hmm. a half a second. And I honestly, I've actually conditioned myself to do that. Yeah. And I'm not sure if it hurts me or if it helps me. Well, it's that initial it's adrenaline burst wants of, you to get moving, right? Right. And I always kind of, all right, what do I do? Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, you don't flinch. You don't nothing. But I also wonder, does that hurt me? Because I don't. But I mean, we're not talking about two seconds, three seconds. Right. We're talking about a half a second. I mm-hmm. just don't jump in anything. I process it, and then I do it. And I right. actually spent time kind of developing that. Uh-huh. And again, I'm not sure it's the right thing, but I feel like it might be. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, I'm not jumping off over barriers right. and down a cliff. Yeah. Well, I mean, you see those things where somebody's electrocuted. Yes. And then other guys run over to help and end up getting electrocuted, too. Or uh, I did some confined space training for uh, uh, for a construction job. And uh, it's one of those things. You see your buddy is in that confined space and passed out. Right. So you run in to help, and then you pass out, too. Right. You know, then you're both short on oxygen, and uh, you're both an issue. So definitely, you know, it's definitely important to observe, orient yourself, and then make a decision to act. And, uh, you know, we're all faced with situations every day that are new situations that we never never dealt with. Most of them are never life and death situations, not, not daily anyway. Right. But all these situations give us an opportunity to, uh, you know, kind of practice that, you know that situation, even if it's just a, a customer getting irate or a, uh, you know, or, uh, uh, somebody, somebody screaming, you know, and you, yeah. is it a fire? Is it somebody being raped? You know, is it yeah. just some <clears throat> kid goofing around? You know, you don't want to run in there and start beating people and then realize you're, uh, smacking up a 12 year old that was screaming, you know, about some joke or something, you know, <laughs> that always ends up looking bad. That's awkward. <laughs> Oh, I hit the neighbor's kid. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's it. But that doesn't mean prepare. Mm-hmm. 
You know, you, it doesn't mean you don't prepare. Right. Yes, what I meant to say. Developing a, a you know, mindset, preparing a... And, and I mean, I'm, but even beyond that, I, I mean, prepare in the moment. Mm-hmm. Like, right. you know, we're, not, we're saying don't run into the burning building without thinking, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you can't immediately start thinking of a plan. Right. Saying, all right, who's around? What What's going on here? What's, you know, what are my danger areas? Right. What are, Is somebody calling the police what do I and the need fire to do to department? Help? Is, you know, somebody whatever. know how many people are in the it's building. It's fine to jump yep. into that, but maybe that half a second to jump. Because mm-hmm. I, I guess that's the way. I mean, again, you know, when when I'm in Paris and an 18-wheeler's coming, turning into the crowd, mm-hmm. that half a second could cost me everything. Right. I know. And I hope in those moments I don't react like right. that. But just the same, 99% of the time, that half a second isn't going to make a difference at all. Right. Um, right. You know, a kid falling down stairs that half down a second whatever, isn't going to be you know, a Unless difference. I'm reaching out and grabbing it and catching the kid, mm-hmm. it's not going to you know change anything right. for a, you know, that split second. But how you react can change everything. Mm-hmm. So... You know, just be aware of it like that. You know, be aware of what you're getting into when you move. And, you know, that's that's what I was thinking. I don't know. What else you got? Yeah. That's it? Um, well, we can uh, talk a little bit about, you know, some basic things that you can do to uh, be prepared okay. in any situation. Um, you know, we talked about your everyday carry before. Yep. Um, and that's a, that's a good lesson to keep in mind having a pocket you know today i actually did that screwed myself over i always like you know go through my my pockets make sure i've got everything and i thought i had left my pocket knife in the car okay then i needed it and i didn't leave it on the car i left it on the dresser right you know and that sort of thing is uh that's something i could have easily corrected if i had you know sat for a second before i left the house and gone through everything i would have realized oh yeah i did leave it on the dresser and then I had to, you know, cut a cut a, a piece of rubber tube with a with a saw, like uh, some sort of retard. <laughs> but I mean, that's the sort of thing that's uh, you know, your everyday carry is important. Um, you know, and then some basic things like uh, keeping your gas tank full. Okay. Um, wash, making sure you wash and sanitize your you know your hands and your your cooking utensils. Because being sick on top of an emergency, like a natural disaster, that's not helping anybody. Um, uh, Keeping your documentation safe. Okay. Um, You know, your birth certificate, driver's licenses, social security card. Keep that all, you know, together in one place. And if you have to bug out, you want to be able to just grab everything and go. You know, if uh, you're in a wildfire area, forest fire area... And uh, you only have a few uh, minutes to evacuate your house. You want the things that you need to grab to be easily accessible. Accessible. That's um, the thing. I mean, because just you never know when you're going to be caught off guard. Right. You never know when the fire comes. Mm-hmm. You never know when the flood, you know, the pipe bursts and you got to grab crap because, mm-hmm. oh, no, my downstairs is flooding. Right. And That's where all my photo all my stuff are. is there. Right. That's fine. I mean, you know, you store stuff where you store stuff. Maybe mm-hmm. you store it in the upstairs closet, and there's a bathroom right next door. Right. And the pipe breaks. But can you get your stuff, and can you get it together? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. We can only plan for so much, but it's how we react. Right. You know, what's that stupid saying of, you know, life isn't, 
you know what happens to you it's how it's you how react, react to it yes you know it's a, a dumb you know happy pinterest kind mm -hmm. of thing to say but it's it's true you know how we respond how we treat it you know it just that's what's going to get us through that's what's going to set you apart and get you through that or it's just your life's going to be hard and you're going to freaking fight for everything and mm -hmm. and that's the world yeah that's going to be most of our lives right um you know, being being proactive about these sort of things too is a, is a big deal. You know, is that the uh, fire alarm in your house been chirping for three weeks and you just learned to tune it out? Just find it and fix it. Yeah. You have to go. I mean, I know how it is because you got ten fire alarms and one of them's chirping. So you walk down the hallways. It coming from the left or the right. And it turns. You walk out, over. Yeah. Yeah. But then the new ones, they don't even have batteries. They just oh, plug yeah. in. No, I'm like. Trying to twist it open, break it <laughs> apart. I'm like, what the hell? So then I read, and they're like, oh, these, it says on there, there is no battery. These are designed to last for five years, and then you throw them out. And, you know, ones with carbon monoxide, they're like 50 bucks. Yeah, they're not crap. cheap, right? No, no batteries anymore. Because they're like, people don't change them. So you just make it so I got to throw it out and buy another $50. Yeah, yeah. It shouldn't be $50 at that point. And then... So then I, I think I bitched about this before, but it's really a sore topic with me. I, I have a kid who doesn't like the loud, startling noises. And uh, so I have to get the one that says, carbon monoxide, go outside. Or, you know, there's smoke. You mm. should get up and leave. You know, some kind <laughs> of happy, uh, you know, saying like that. But, yeah, she does have that kind of that, that panic response to, to right, a lot right. of things. So... I, I go and I spend I think it's like sixty nine or seventy nine dollars for one that speaks and does carbon monoxide and smoke. They're not cheap. Mm -hmm. So I buy this damn thing. Sure enough, it's got the horrible scary buzzer. Then it says what it needs to. Oh man! Oh, I was pissed, dude. I guess with Lowe's you can take anything back, but I'm just not that guy, you know. Mm -hmm. But so that's what I got. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, the only other thing I was uh, thinking about is if uh, you see a horde of rats running, run the same direction, man. It either means a sinking ship or a fire or uh, zombies are coming. The rats know? The rats know, man. The rats always know. All right. Well, a couple things. I saw Obama's out giving speeches. Excellent. It's getting 400 grand, not unlike the Clintons were doing. Mm -hmm. It's a smart model. I want to put it out there to everybody. Yeah, I'm if you want to make some money. Just I'm become president. I'm available for four hundred thousand dollars speeches. <laughs> mm -hmm. I might even be able to work out a discount rate. I won't even release the transcripts. Oh, yet yeah, your secrets will be safe with me. You know, if I'm like, hey, you know, you guys, you know, you want to really prepare for the zombie apocalypse. Mm -hmm. I know about your secrets. That's cool. I'm yeah. willing to work with you. I might even be able to work out reduced fees. Just get in touch with me. You want to shoot me an email, Chuck? Yeah, or, just like 380000 know, Put attention, Chuck, in the subject. You know, public speaking, maybe. Right. And then preppingbadass at gmail.com. I'm just saying, you want to send those in? All right. I'll be looking out. Discount, now, maybe, but nothing less than hundred grand. Hundred k. Well, that's... You know what? You put me in the presidential suite. You fly me out there. First class. First class. Yeah, I mean, that didn't even need to be said. You fly me out first class. I, I could go down to seventy-five grand. Mm -hmm. 
But, I mean, we're talking about like 20 minutes. Right. Not, you know, you if it's going to be 100 grand, you're going to, you know, you're, right. you'll and get the, buf- the hour. And the free buffet better have lobster. There better be lobster. You know what I like those... What do they have? The lobster ravioli? Is that the that's yeah. the dream? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. So I'm just saying, you guys wanna, you know, having a party, your next event, you want the prepping badass there? Mm-hmm. I'm available. Now, another thing we haven't been pushing on you guys is leaving us a review on the iTunes. Now, I think about a thousand people, maybe fifteen hundred, depends on the week listen each week to the these episodes and there's only about 18 19 reviews i feel like you know some of you it's possible you haven't left us a review mm-hmm. on the itunes yet um so i'm just saying it's possible mm-hmm. now i know you're thinking well i'm one of the 18 so you better just quit whining all right good on you but i'm just saying and then all right, you don't like iTunes. You don't want to support the whole review system. You're anti-review. That's okay. We have another way that you can show us a little love over at Patreon. And we put a link in there. I don't know what you type in to find us. Maybe Survival Badass. Maybe Prepping Badass. But I know when I want to find it, I always type in Badass Chuck. And it, and comes, it up. comes up. So <laughs> it's like the first one. So I'm just saying it's easy. Now... Pia, you left us nice Patreon. We're ecstatic. I don't know if we've told you twice, but that's your second time. We actually wanted to send you a thank you video. We never found uh, your email because you canceled it too quick or whatever. We love what you did. We're not. We but read if you your email thing. us, you but might you get a video. Email, there is a video in it for you. I'm just saying. So you might want to shoot us an email at. Prepping badass at Gmail. Now mm-hmm. you're saying, well, you know, we already did email you there. I know I tried to send the video to that. Came back, said no. No good. Mm. No. So, whatever. We got some love for you. I'm just saying. Yep. And if uh, anyone's got show topics, um, show topics something you're something interested in. You want to hear? Uh, we did get an interesting email uh, a couple weeks ago uh, from the uh, Spain Eye Knife. Spain Eye, yeah. I think. S-P-A-N-I, right? Span Eye Blades. Yep. So if uh, you want to search those out, they're custom-made knives. Um, Perhaps I said their name wrong last week. Maybe it was Kevin. I'm really blaming Kevin. Yeah, I think it was me. I'm blaming you. Um, but, Kevin uh, is more than knife aficionado. If you wanted to uh, you know, check those out, the custom-made knives, uh, he's actually um, talking about uh, making one for us, um, re- retrofitting a knife. You know, Custom knives, custom guns, um, optics, night vision, silencers. Well, silencers would be illegal. But any of these items, maybe you want me to test out some bulletproof, uh, you know, plate carriers or something. Right. I will will be completely willing to shoot you when you put it on, Chuck, and test it out. Well, you throw it on a video. Mm -hmm. I ain't letting you shoot my ass. (laughs) Shoot me in the arm, be like, what? <laughs> Oops. My bad. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's a no-go. Um, but, you know, we're open. You want to work a deal? Talk to us. But, uh, no, there's a lot of good things out there. And, 
You guys are awesome, and you've been taking care of us, and we really appreciate it. You hooked us up with this great sound, right? Mm-hmm. Nice uh, volume, nice uh, clear mics. We've been uh, turning a nice road there. So you guys have been taking care of us, and we hope to keep taking care of you. So anything you want to hear about, like Kevin said, you want to get in touch with us, whatever. You know, even message us on Facebook, whatever's easy. And we'll see if we can, uh, you know, return the favor and give you guys some of what you're looking for. Otherwise, we'll keep coming up with awesome content on our own. And uh, we hope to see you guys next week. Stay safe. Mm-hmm.